0: This episode of The Asian Americans is brought to you by Toyota. As a proud partner of those who dare to dream, Toyota isn't settling with having them as words on a page. The stories of these Asian American dreamers need to be seen, heard, and supported. We hope these stories will inspire you to chase your own Asian American dream. everybody, welcome back to The Asian Americans. We are continuing our series talking to Asian American dreamers, friends in the community, people that we look up to, people who have really shown us that there are different ways to fulfill our parents' dreams of our own dreams, of what it means to make it in America. And we often talk about the American dream, which are stereotypical things, white picket fence, two and a half dogs, whatever that means. But for us, it's a little bit different. And so what is the Asian American dream? We're hosting these conversations with the support of Toyota to help explore and to talk and to learn from people who've done this, that. Today, we're in Orange County with who I consider Mr. Orange County himself, who has a hand in just about any and every cool thing that happens in the community. Andy Wynn, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. People see you online. They see you in the community. You do a lot of stuff. You are involved with restaurant concepts. You're involved with sports, with apparel. How would you describe what you do? I guess I like to be called uh, the entrepreneur word always sounds weird to me
1: because it's like people are chasing money and I I think for myself I'm always chasing pushing the boundaries and and trying to better myself continue going forward so I guess I'm just pushing creative culture forward that's what I'm trying to do
0: and I think those two words that you just mentioned really epitomize what you do right you're creative you create concepts you make things better you get people excited about the things that you do and You have a pulse on the culture of not just Asian American culture, but culture, broadly speaking, to intersect what people want, to tell people what they should want or to anticipate, and then to mix it with commerce and obviously starting businesses, which is really, really hard to do once. But you continue to do it. You're sitting in front of one of your businesses, Doe and Arrow. You're involved with Matt Black Coffee. Uh, You manage stuff for Brandon Lee, the undefeated boxer. And hopefully he's still Im- defeated whenever you're listening to this, because we hope that he never loses. Yeah, ever. The Hello Kitty Cafes in Vegas. A lot of these different things. What did you want to do when you were young? And particularly, did your parents tell you what to be, what to do when you grew up? Of course. Well, when I was a kid, I just, I always had trouble focusing in the
1: classroom. I was the poor Asian student. I had the worst grades. But in class, I always daydream and you know, imagining myself as a superhero or a cartoon character that you know that, that I was watching TV and I'd be doodling and drawing it all day and just imagining myself in that in those you know those qualities. And my parents, just like most Asian parents, wanted me to be like a doctor, a pharmacist a lawyer, you know, they wanted me to, to go through education
0: and I went the completely opposite route. When did you know or when did they know that th- those two things weren't gonna mix? I think they were
1: pushing it for a long time, even after I dropped out of college. You know, I think that when I first entered entrepreneurship back in 2004 or five, I think they're still worried. And as I started going to starting my own clothing brand after that, they were still worried. I think it was up to maybe eight, nine years ago when they finally... You know that okay, we get it now, and I think I think them seeing me on the Vietnamese newspapers or on the TV networks, you know, made
0: it a lot easier, and their friends were you know congratulating them. So. Isn't that funny that we 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 often joke in the Korean community too, right? Like, it doesn't matter if you're on CNN or Wall Street Journal. <laughs> yeah, you're not anybody with anything unless you're in the Korea Times. Exactly. But I think it's also very poignant, right? Like we need to be relevant in the publications and the worlds that are relevant to them. Yep and helping them understand in their context. Again, like them having their friends call them out is obviously very important. Of course. We talk about this notion of parents defining dreams for us or having desires for us. A lot of our parents not having grown up here, language, culture differences. Mm-hmm. For us, for me and you as dads of little people, little kids right now, we have to deal with that too. How, when did you know and sort of, you know, there's that conviction i think of you wanting or you knowing that this is what you want to do Mm -hmm. and yet i mean even even now like i turned 40 this year and and i always think you know that voice in your head like well what what am i gonna think right or like how do i explain this to them even though you know we've got our own kids to worry about but you know you you said it took your parents many many years for them to fully accept like okay this is what andy is good at and Mm -hmm. like we don't have to worry about him when did you know i think it took me a long time i think right around the same time when they finally realized it
1: i think that's when i was I, you know i i've been through i you know everyone gets to see the highlights on social media of everything that i had done but all the failures in between you know it made me worry at times whether i was in real estate or apparel you know i thought that was the only thing i was gonna do for the rest of my life i was like hey if i fail at this i'm done i'm ruined and as i had success jumping into my next industry which was the restaurant industry yeah. i think from there i knew i was like if i were ever to fail
0: again and I lost everything, I know I'll figure it out. But you haven't had to do a lot of that. A lot of things have worked. And then, you know, one thing that you did on social media, maybe a few months ago, Mm. was like, I don't know how long you spent on it, because it seemed like it took you the whole day to create a a series of Instagram stories that basically was a documentary of your journey. Um, Do you often get a chance to do that and reflect on objectively what you've built and the things that you've impacted and people's lives that you've positively impacted through jobs and economic opportunity? I definitely
1: don't have a lot of time to to sit back and reflect because everything is moving so quickly. Just as we spoke before this, like I'm like living on a plane, I'm flying here and there. I have kids to take care of at the same time. So when I do have a chance to sit down and reflect and focus, I'm like, wow, like look at the things that I've accomplished so far. And to me, I still feel like my best work is still ahead of me. What is ahead of you? What is the next chapter of the dream? I think I, I'm always looking at how can I disrupt a different industry? Do I want to continue doing what I'm, I'm doing now or what else is out there that I can go and shake things up, you know, keep things fun and exciting because I feel like I, I'm i going to continue doing work as long as it's going to be fun and different and, and a new challenge along the way that gives me that spark again.
0: And, and you've taken a lot of risk in particular in the last couple of years as the world of cryptocurrency NFTs have gotten big mm-hmm. you took a big risk i would say in you know purchasing a digital asset and then building an entire in real life restaurant experience around that right. and and we'll still you know we, we will see for a long horizon mm. if that was a good bet smart bet or if people will point to that and say hey that was the first guy that did it this way yep. and now that's just the norm which i personally think is going to be that way but mm. Tell us about risk management in dreams because I think when we think about particularly from our parents' perspective, they risk so much to come here Mm -hmm. and that all they wanted for us was safety and security and that's why they tell us to go to med school and law school. Not because they want us to be actual doctors and lawyers but Mm -hmm. it's what it symbolizes. Talk to us about your level and your viewpoint on risk management once you've made it Mm -hmm. because at some point you were comfortable but you took a big risk in both putting financial and reputation risk to chase something. Yeah, I think these days, especially after I had kids, you know, my level of risk has changed,
1: right? I, got, I think I got a lot smarter, but I, a lot of my friends before told me this, like, hey, when you have kids, they go, honestly, you're going to make more money than you've ever had in your entire life. And I'm like, <laughs> How, how's that possible? I'm going to be doing less work. I'm not being able to focus. But you just naturally start making better decisions, right? Because mm. Now you're more mature. You have, you got to make sure your kids survive. You know, you're, you're trying to take care of them for the rest yeah. of their lives. So I think as I started making more sound decisions, uh, including
0: thinking about them on the back of my mind. I just yeah. made better decisions going forward. We don't often talk about decision-making as a parent, particularly as, as a dad, right? And I think, you know, you and I spend plenty of time, maybe too much time on planes. And we were just talking before we started rolling about, we take red eyes because it maximizes our time with our kids. So if we lose a little sleep, so be it. Mm-hmm. As soon as we're done with the work in a different city, we take the next flight home. Yep. We don't have the luxury or, you know, the, the, the privilege of, extending a trip or you know hanging out by the pool for whatever reason right and and i think you're right that is not we're just talking about time of course but it also sort of is a balance of what am i willing to give up Mm. Um, because what people also know about you for, for those of us who know you is you're an extremely present and amazing dad like you 'll go from airport to Disneyland and you're there for all of your kids' stuff right and yep. you obviously are and we all are in such fortunate positions to be able to provide for our kids Correct. the things that we wish we had to make them to make it easier for them and their generation to pursue those dreams. Talk to us about that and sort of what beyond obviously you know providing for them in in tangible ways right? Yep. what are we doing for them collectively as as our generation to make it easier for them to chase their own dreams? I think
1: for myself, is I'm, I'm showing them the blueprint of like, hey, what's possible to actually live your dreams and decide what route you want to go. But I'm also providing a lot of access, right? Like now they have access to most doors of places that people wouldn't, wouldn't be able to get into. And these yeah. are things that I, I put myself in the position for the past 20 years already. Right now they can go through these doors whether it's the contact that they need okay. or a way to get to the higher ups. And and that's, that's also, you know, we, me as a parent, I want to build for, my child to be able to get at a higher position
0: than than things that we didn't see 10, 15 years ago. I think that's the one thing that we don't often talk about. You know, when we talk about our parents' inability to understand the culture Mm -hmm. of American academics or American corporate life, and they just wanted what's best for us. What we don't talk about is the level of access. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, when you meet friends who are not Asian, and particularly white folks in this country, a lot of it is like, oh, that was my friend's dad or my dad's friend. And we didn't have that, right? Because most of our parents were small business owners or not well connected in America. And now we have this weird, you know, I won't say burden, but also gift of like, we got a lot of people on our phones that can like make life so easy for our kids. And I often think about like, how easy do I want to make it for them? (laughs) Because grit's cool. Grit's, you know, a great lesson to have. But also, you know, we we often, I at least, you know, I'm sure you do as well. Like, you know, our kids becoming privileged or spoiled or entitled rather. Like those are things that we often have to think about because we want them to learn the right way. Mm -hmm. Uh, How how do you view that? And then how are you checking yourself? Because our kids are too young to really understand all of this stuff. How do we raise like... I don't know, thoughtful, hungry, gritty kids when we don't have to. I think it's, you know, like just good education,
1: being present, not handing them everything, but educating at the same time. Financial literacy. My wife happens to be a school teacher in special ed. So, you know, her patience level and, and education level and, and and guiding me at times on how to raise a child <laughs> helps a lot too, right? So I'm I'm definitely
0: very fortunate. Just, you know, besides myself, I have my my wife to help. Shout out to both of our wives and all the partners out there who... For those of us who live on airplanes and do, uh, we're here on a Saturday, by the way. So shout out to all of our partners and families who allow us to chase our own dreams and, you know, make, I don't know, make life fun. Of course. Looking back at your illustrious career, what are you most proud of?
1: I'm most proud of that I was able to open up a lot of doors for people who have worked or, you know, given their time into my work and trying to push my dream forward right and now they've been able to open opportunities and doors for themselves that not only affect their lives but everyone else around them
0: is there a story that you can share of somebody who yeah I, yeah.
1: you know when I have my clothing brand I'm King about eight nine years ago now a lot of a lot of the people that came through that door have are you know they own their own companies that do eight figures a year they yeah. you know they work for huge companies they're photographers for Nike and adidas they're, they're they're running their own agencies and these are you know it's crazy to look back and see that team because people outside the industry are like whoa everyone under your team just went and blew up I was, yeah. Like, I was <laughs> like yeah we had a we had a superstar squad together but we just we were too young at the time to understand how to home that talent but once everyone went, went their own ways we all kind of exploded on our own
0: you know I, I think people see you on social media and you do a lot of cool things and you're affiliated and associated with you know even cooler brands they see you at places going to you know vip invite only stuff and so so they see that but i don't think what they truly understand is like the word community and bringing other people along or to me like synonymous with andy Wynn, because You make friends very quickly. We became friends very quickly. You opened up, said, let me know whatever you need help with. And people say that, but you mean it. You've also demonstrated that by starting business ventures and partnerships with, you know, guys like Philip and Kevin, who you met in a Facebook group, (laughs) right? Less than two, three years ago. And now you guys are doing like crazy things, traveling around the world, working with, you know, household names. How do you gauge trust? How do you gauge partnership and business partnership which is again risk oriented yeah. with people that you meet you know on the internet or just in life I think i tell people I'm I'm pretty open to working with most people, right? I'm
1: like, hey, hey, the door's open, but are you willing? Are you who's willing to step to the plate and actually follow through, mm. right? And if you follow through and you're genuine, you work hard, and, and you're doing what needs to be done, we're gonna have a great you know relationship. But if you you don't pull through and
0: it doesn't work out, you you don't want to be in my my the other list. Yeah, no, but I think that's something that we don't talk about, right? Yeah. Like in the community, we we sometimes skirt around the issues of those interpersonal dynamics yeah. of you know trust that comes too easily or burning bridges or you know unfortunately there's many who who only see the short-sightedness of a transaction so you know they'll look at you and go what can i get out of andy of course instead of you know i'm willing to give and lose a little or at least just co-invest in something so that we can you know grow together Mm -hmm. you've done a lot you're gonna do more how do you you want your kids to approach their own dream making I think if, whatever they pursue, as long as they're, they pursue
1: something with passion and that they have, they figure out what their purpose is for it, I think that would make me happy. But at the end of the day, they got to do what makes them happy, right? And yeah. I, I'll, I'll be my, I'll be their best supporter, whether they decide to go in my field or go on the field of education and, you know, through edu- the route through education or whatever they want to do, you know, I'll, I'll make sure I'm still present and being the best dad possible for them.
0: And how do you think our parents, the kids' grandparents, Mm -hmm. see this transition? Because the world that we're living in now was completely unimaginable to them. I think they've seen how many
1: doors I've I've knocked down in, in the fields that I'm doing. And I think they see the world shifting and you know they, they've they warmed up to a, a lot over the years and i guess even even for my dad like last year was the, f- the first time ever in my life that he told me he was proud of me right and i was in such shock like i did, I had no words I, I still don't even know what to say whenever he says that when he said that yeah. what caused that you know just having kids seeing where i'm at I'm, where i'm at in my life with my work and family and he's like hey you're, you're 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 doing it you know
0: besides just work you you're you know you're a dad now with with two kids that are, are great and you know he loves them more and everything Ah, that's the most important thing. And I think we, you know, a lot of these stories that we're talking about, dreams and dreamers, we we've focused on professional achievements. But, you know, I think really as two dads of young kids, you know, my dream is to be able to provide not just financial means for support and safety for our kids, but the opportunity to show them that you can do whatever you want. As, you know, children of immigrants and refugees in this country, that we can go in one generation from that to this, which is Again, you know, doing things that were literally unimaginable, working with people that everybody else knows and being in places and being invited into spaces that were once thought not for us, not for our type of people. And so continue changing culture and through creativity. Andy, I am so honored and blessed that you are joining us today, but more so to call you a friend. And I get tired looking at your Instagram. I'm sure other people get, do, can say the same thing about me, but, you know, I know you're also doing that while you're taking care of your kids and while being a great father and a husband and a son. And so thank you for what you do for your family, for us, the community and, you know, keep changing the world, man. Well, thank you Appreciate for an honor to be here. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, sir. Thank you to Andy Wynn for sharing his story of his Asian American dream. You can learn more about Andy and all that he is doing on Instagram at Andy the Wynn. Also thank you to Toyota for their partnership of the Asian American dreamer series on this podcast Head over to YouTube to watch the full video version of this episode and check out at the Asian Americans on Instagram to view short form video highlights. This has been your host, Jerry Wan, and the Asian Americans, keep on dreaming.